is up, everybody? Man, welcome back. We are so glad you took time to jump in the cafe for us once again. Happy post-election day, everybody. Everybody's feeling the fallout from a busy day yesterday, that's for sure. So what better place to hang out now than right here in the cafe with, uh, with the folks here that we have a good time with every week? My name is Brian Dick, and I'm so glad you're here. I'm here with a man that was just re-elected to the House of Cool, Speaker of the House. I got Mr. Ryan Copenhaver with you. Ryan, how you feeling, brother? I'm doing great. Thank you very much. Oh, man. Good evening. I don't know about you. I don't, you know, we're never going to be political in here, I promise you. But I'm glad to have a break from these TV commercials. I'm just going to say that. I'm kind of done with that. It's too much. Oh, my gosh. They wear you out. It's <clears throat> unbelievable. So what a good way to spend it, just hanging out here in the cafe and getting away from the TV for a while. Man... I am so excited, and I'm not even going to take the thunder away from you, Ryan, because you actually put all this together. So I'm going to let you introduce our guest, but we are so psyched right now. Go ahead and let everybody right. know who we got. I want to welcome Joseph Bourgeois, who's yeah. joining us this evening on the podcast. Thank you so much for coming. Yeah, um, Joe. We really, really appreciate you being here. Um, and I do have to give a, a shameless plug to my sister, Whitney, who helped <laughs> set this whole thing up. So we really look forward to interviewing you tonight here in a couple of songs a little in a little bit so thank you yes sir thank you very much i'm really excited to be here oh Absolutely. man we had a little trouble getting you in the driveway but we found you yes and that <laughs> yes. worked out well joe i'm so glad you made it man this is gonna be a lot of fun we're gonna find out what's going on with you and uh find out what's how much making and i love the sound of your guitar i can't wait for everybody to hear that a little bit later on so really excited about that in the meantime ryan do you mind if i knock this you go right ahead. real quick okay yes, we're gonna do that Episode 71, everybody. That's where we're at. Unbelievable. 71 episodes. I'm pretty excited about that. Wow. But anyway, we're going to start out like we normally do over the mountain there at Tally Ho Theater in Leesburg on tomorrow night, actually. On Thursday night is Chase Wright and Chris Bandy. Um, and that should be a great show. And then on Friday night, I may know somebody that has tickets to this show. It's going to be Firehouse. From the 80s, you remember them, you know, Love of a Lifetime, everybody remembers that. Is that you that has tickets? Yeah, maybe me. Yeah, I'd actually have tickets to that. I'm pretty excited. But Gavin Evick is going to be open up for it. And uh, man, I'm just stoked. I, I love the Tally Ho. I was, I was talking to, you know, David and Chris over there the other day. And, and, and man, I'm just stoked. I haven't been there in a few months, so I'm kind of ready to go back and see a good show. Firehouse, it will be a good show. Yeah, I, I yeah. had their one of their uh, cassettes way back. In yeah, that day. I mean it was probably thirty years ago. And it's kind of cool because that band is still basically the same starting lineup. Mm -hmm. You know, they lost Perry Richardson. He's playing with uh, with Striper now, but otherwise they're still the original three yeah. plus a new bassist that they've had for about you know fifteen twenty years now. So nice, yeah, pretty cool. If you want to rock out, man, the Tally Hose's place to be on Saturday night is the Four Horsemen. That's a album quality Metallica tribute band. Mm. So that should be a lot of fun. And then check this out, uh, Ryan. On Sunday night, it's going to be none other than Winger. Really? Do you remember Winger? I do. Oh, my gosh. How about you, Joe? Do you remember Winger? Absolutely. Right? Absolutely. Oh, yeah. Kip 17, Winger, right? That was yeah, the... 17 was one of the big hits. Yep. And yeah, it, it was some, yeah, definitely a few years there when Winger was kind of wow. like it right in the mix with everybody, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. So they're going to be there. Iris Divine, which I'm not sure about that opening group, but I'm sure they're great. Um, but they're going to be the ones that open up for Winger. So what a good weekend for Tally Ho. How, Hollywood Casino over in Charlestown. No music this weekend, but Craig Ferguson, the comedian, is going to be there. Very recognizable name. So if you want to check that out, you can. Bear Chase Brewery on the Mountain. They have on Friday night, they have Nate Clendenin. Now, Nate, we've been always pronouncing that Clendenin, but it looks to me like it may be spelled Clendenin. 
So I'm not sure. I'm going to make sure I get up to date on. Do you know Joe? Do you know Nate at all? You know I don't. Gosh. I don't. Yeah, I don't know. We will have to try to figure that out because I don't want to butcher his name. You know, I don't want to. <laughs> yeah, I've <laughs> Sorry, done that Nate. plenty of times. But anyway, uh, then on Saturday, and we got to remember this too, Ryan. Um, Saturday is Veterans Day. Mm. And mm-hmm. so Bear Chase is going to be celebrating their Military Appreciation Day with the Leroy Burks Band early and then Richard Walton to round out the weekend on Saturday night. And, you know, gosh, what can we say about people in the military? I mean, I, I know people who serve. So have you, I'm Joe, I'm sure maybe you did and you know people that do. We cannot forget how important Veterans Day is. You know, we just can't. Thank God they do what they do. They're brave men and women, and they've been there for us on the front lines, um, you know, throughout the years. And, and I don't want to get too sappy, but you know, dog on it. Thank you for thank what, you for your yes, service, absolutely, yes. man. And then on Sunday they've got music at Bear Chase too, and that's Nathaniel Davis, and um, that should be a good time too up there. Troubadour Lounge and Park doesn't have anything lined up for this weekend. I think they're going to have a uh, open jukebox weekend. I think they're just turning on and it's free. But the next weekend, they have Crazy Jane. It's going to be there on the 18th, so I'll keep that in mind. But that's a weekend away yet. But there should be a lot of fun up at Troubadour. Blue Fox Billiards and Grills got a busy weekend. Uh, on the 10th, Friday night, it's going to be a, a heavier situation. They're going to have three bands there, kind of on the edge of your stuff. Uh, it's If Not For Me. And then they're going to also have Future to Claim. And that Future to Claim band is actually a little bit familiar to me. That's Tyler McKinney playing guitar in that. Tyler's a, a son of a good friend of mine, Bobby. So that should be a lot of fun. And then Who They Fear is also with him. So that's a busy Friday night there. And then the Saturday night we've been talking about for a while, folks. And if you uh, if you haven't, if you missed the show, you're kind of crazy. You just got to go to the show. On, on the 11th, Billy Thompson, who was with us here just a few weeks ago, yep, he's going to be opening up for none other than Elizabeth Furness, friends of the show and buddies of mine. So great show, yeah, man. I'm, I'm, my plan is to be there. My plan is to be there. So you know, do you know any of those? Do you know Billy Thompson at all? I uh, yes, I know you, of Billy. Yeah, Thompson. man, we had him on the show. Excuse it was me. a lot of fun. <clears throat> yes, I know of Billy. Yeah, Thompson. there right? we go. Yeah, exactly. Very so talented. Well, you guys, yeah, similar in a lot of ways. You know, you okay. kind of, yeah, you know, sort of your playing styles and everything reminded you of one another a little bit. Um, Piccadilly Public House Busy weekend They've got Acoustic Soul On Friday night Acoustic Soul We've been trying to reach out To you about being on the show So just a reminder <laughs> Remind you Get back to me on email If you would please But anyway And then on Saturday Yeah on Saturday night then Is going to be a friend of the show We've had on before Daryl Marini is going to be there Daryl's a lot of fun And really really good So make sure you go out And check him out Paladin in Steven City On the 10th Friday night Has Barker and Schuster and on the 11th has Jay Halterman, so it should be a good time there. And P2 in Clearbrook, got a full weekend, too. On the 10th is Luke Johnson. On the 11th is Grayson Moon. So, you know, lots of fun going on there, too. Backseat Bar and Grill, they've got a doubleheader this weekend. That doesn't happen too much in the front anymore, but they've got two events this weekend. On the 10th, they got Sons of Liberty, oh, guys wow. that have been on the show. We've had them on there. So much fun, man, and they're really good, too. And then on the 11th, none other than the... My goodness, I don't know how many years they've been doing this, but the Road Ducks. Oh, wow. Man, Joe, I know you probably heard of them too, man. Oh, yes. Golly, Ned, the Road oh, Ducks yes. have been around since, um, you know, forever. I mean, they've just been around. I'm sure they've changed, you know, people, I'm sure. But still, goodness gracious, they've been doing it a long time. So go out and see the Road Ducks on Saturday. Brightbox has a private event weekend. No shows. Okay. That's okay. they got to do that once in a while, but it's cool. <laughs> They're going to be busy, but, uh, but nothing that we can go to. So we'll have to wait till next weekend and see what's going on with them. 
And then I got to get back. We mispronounced this last week. Thank goodness for Mr. Jim Snedeker. He's straightened me out on this. It's Brede Vineyards. That was my bad. That's all right. I didn't know either. (laughs) Uh, But Jim's going to be there on the 11th playing again in the afternoon. So, um, you know, for more information, make sure you just follow Jim Snedeker Music. But but thank you, Jim, for straightening us out on that. We need to help all the help we can get for sure. Summer and Eric are going to be busy. They were with us last week. And how much fun were they, man? They were great. Great duo. It sounded really good oh together. Oh, gosh, yeah, yeah. Summer and Erica are going to be there. Summer's going to be wearing her Stadia shoes from Kinney's, and it's going to be a lot of fun. <laughs> that um, you fitted her for? <laughs> yeah, exactly right. <laughs> uh, but anyway, on uh, they're going to be on 11-9, which is actually, what, tomorrow night, right? Uh, they're yep. going to be at Idiom, Idiom Brewing in Frederick, Maryland. And then on the 10th, Friday night, they're going to be at Farm Brew Live at Man- in Manassas, Virginia. And then on the 11th is... Um, the Sunshine Ridge Winery, and that's in Gainesville, Virginia. So, man, I tell you, Summer and Eric are—they're getting after it. Yeah, man, they are getting after it, and uh, and you know, hopefully, a lot of people heard them on our show, and uh, they'll be even more busy, you know, down the road through the wintertime and that kind of thing. So cool, almost done. I promise, everybody. Um, we have Paulie Coconuts, my brother from another mother. He is reaching out to me to let me know that Mission Road is going to be busy. They're going to be playing at Alfredo's in Charlestown, West Virginia on the 17th. And then on the 18th, which this is going to be next weekend, everybody, but to give you a heads up, um, they're going to be at Firefly Cellars, and that's a winery in Hamilton, Virginia. So if you want to go out and see Mission Road, please do that. Christina and and uh, Pauline, and the whole gang are going to be over there. Um, so Elliot, too. So make sure you go see them and support them and, uh, and let them know that uh, you heard them here first on our show, right? Yeah, for sure. That's kind of cool. And uh, Polly was actually going to help me out a little bit. Did I miss anything? Trivia question? Well, that's what I'm going to work on now. Okay. Yeah. So Polly is a really good listener and a good friend of mine. And uh, we're, like I said, we are brothers from another mother. And he posted me a question because he likes trivia too, just like I do. And I actually knew the answer to this. Okay. I did. I'm not lying. I actually did know it only because it's been asked to me before. It's a two-part question. So you get two shiny nickels if you happen to get it right. Right. I'm going to post this out there. So everybody knows that there was a big song that was performed by Judas Priest called Green Manalishi. You remember that? Mm-hmm. And the two-pronged crown? And also everybody knows a song from Black Mad- from Santana called Black Magic Woman, right? Okay. They are, they are both covers, but they were originally written by the same person and performed first by the same band. So it's a two-part question. Who was the person that wrote them? And what was the name of the band that performed them first? Ooh. Pretty tough question. Joe, you got any idea, brother? I have no idea. <laughs> I don't even know the same person wrote it. <laughs> Joe, Excuse Joe, me. Joe's got an eye, his eyes rolled up. He's like, whoa, wow. That's pretty crazy. Yeah, I'm not sure. Wow. But yeah, you got any, you got any guesses, right? I do not. I got to noodle that one, and that won't help either. Yeah, I had a buddy of mine, Dale Keckley, that used to use this question. He, he always said it was so he could determine if somebody was really into music or not. <laughs> and uh, and I, I definitely think this would sort everybody out for sure. But, uh, but I'm going to let everybody stew on that for a little bit. And... Uh, when we get back to the end of the show, I'll come in and give you the questions about that. But again, uh, Green Manalishi, Black Magic Woman, written by the same person and performed first by the same group. Who were they? Wow. <laughs> All right. Cool. Mm. We got through it, Ryan. And I'm so glad about that. <coughs> Joe, thank you for being here. Thank you for having me. What in the world? What's going on for Joe right now? Joe Bourgeois is having a great time doing what? I am working on my second album right now. <coughs> Excellent. And um, yeah, that's what's going on for Joe right now. My wow. second album. I've uh, been doing appearances like this. 
Um, working on next year as far as uh, engagements. Wow, okay. Playing with my band, Little Joe and the Buffalo Wings. And we do blues. Yes, I know. I love it. We're going to get to that too, buddy. <laughs> we do a lot of blues. And it's actually the second uh, iteration of that band. The first one was in like 1994, I think. Okay. And that's when I originally started being called Little Joe. But uh, anyway, at any rate, that's what I'm doing is just kind of trying to gear up for next year and enjoy through getting through the holidays and, yeah. and work on this album and get it out. And you're having a good time. I'm having a great time. Great. That's cool. That's awesome. Wow. Um, what is the name of your album going to be? And what was the name of your first one? Just the, to do a little promotion here. Okay. The name of the first one was Room 225. And you can hear some of the songs from that on Spotify. Okay. And there's also some new material that I just put out as singles on Spotify under Little Joe Bourgeois. Excellent. And it's also on Apple Music and YouTube Music and all these other places. That Wherever you listen, just look up Little Joe Bourgeois. Yeah. And there it'll come. Um, and the new album is going to be called Winchester City. Nice. Um, yeah, I'm a bus driver for Wintran. Are you town. really? And, <clears throat> you know, I've met so many people from Winchester. A lot of, a lot of homeless people. And getting their stories from them, they'll yeah. just start talking if you can get them to talk to you. And that's what I'm kind of writing about right now. And just finishing that up. Nice. That's yeah. incredible. That's, wow. Okay, so how many of years have you been doing that? That this this doing a job, project? yeah, yeah. No, doing I've only a job. been there since uh, May of this year, right? But yeah, you know, but you've learned about lifestyles of folks that are less fortunate, oh, I guess, sure. right? All through all through my life, I've learned about that. Wow, you know, uh, my parents were both United Methodist ministers. Very cool, and they worked a lot with folks, and I was involved in that a lot too, a lot with folks in the community. I'm from Arkansas, and I okay. was on the Mississippi River Delta, the Arkansas side. And the poverty there is incredible. It's just like West Virginia. And there's so many people to work with. And a lot of my old friends, you know, came from those situations. And, right. you know, so I've, I've been exposed to that for a long time. Fortunately, never had to live through it myself. Yeah, But right. just exposed to it and, and listening to folks. When is when is your second album coming out? I'm not sure yet. I okay. want to get it. I want to get it done and out by the first of the year. Nice. That's what I'm. That's what I'm trying to do. Now, both of your albums have been with the Buffalo Wings, correct? Or are no, they just no. Your, there on was your own? a Little Joe and the Buffalo Wings album in '94 called "With a Side of the Blues." Nice. Which is on a cassette at my house. <laughs> I mean, there's no there's no way I would release. We that. all remember those, <laughs> yes, Joe. Yes. Um, but uh, Room 225, like I said, is most of it is on Spotify. But I also have CDs that I that I make and sell myself to folks and, and give away at this point, too. Wow. To a lot of folks. And then this next one I'm going to do on CD, but also release it as an actual album on Spotify and all these other places. So folks can just go access it. Very awesome. cool. Yeah. So go ahead. I'm oh, sorry. No, I was, I was just going to ask... I'd love to know a little bit about yourself, like yeah. how you learned to play guitar, who were some of your influences. I don't mean to pile so many questions on you at once, but I'm just, I'm very curious no, like how, that's it all good. how it started for you. So I went through a lot of instruments. I was in band and all this stuff and I was really musical and I tried, let me see, let me see if I can go through it. <laughs> I tried the trumpet. I tried the snare drum. I tried uh, this thing that was i think it was called a baritone or mm -hmm. something yeah i tried a baritone yeah um i even tried a saxophone and all this stuff and my parents were just putting out for all this stuff and then we ended up selling it because it just sits there 
And finally I said, I want to learn the guitar. And my dad said, in your sister's bedroom is a guitar we bought her two Christmases ago. Go in there and tell her I said you can have it. <laughs> so I went in, and she was like, yeah, take it. It was underneath a bunch of stuff. And that's where I started. And I took that guitar and started learning from my dad, who played guitar, and my grandfather played a little guitar, and I watched them, and my Uncle Jimmy, and all those folks. And that's kind of how I learned, just watching people. Wow. And because of where I was, I heard a... Robert Johnson, okay, yeah. 78, an old one. It was a single of Crossroad Blues that had been released back in the day. I wish I had it now. I wish I, I wouldn't be working. Right. You know? Right, right. <laughs> I would sell it. Um, but that's what, and I was like, man, I want to learn to play like that. Yeah. And a friend of mine was like, well, you need to come to church with me. Um, he was a black kid, and he said, come to church with me. And I, and I would go, and these old guys would get up and play, and they could kind of tell you what to do. And they were the ones who taught me how to make my slides. I make my own slides. Nice. And kind of told me, this is how you get the guitar in tune so you can use the slide. And here's how you use the slide and all that kind of stuff. And that's where I got started on this stuff. Nice. And then it just went from there. My dad bought me an album, I think the second Christmas that I was playing guitar. By then, I had a real guitar. Right. I had had worked at it, and they'd said, okay, we're going to get you a real guitar. (laughs) And... um, I don't know if you guys remember these off-brand guitars. They got me a Bentley Series 10. Okay. I'll never forget it. It it looked like something out of a metal band, (laughs) you know? (laughs) And I'm sitting there on it trying to play, you know, the blues, but (laughs) Dad got me the best of B.B. King. Nice. And I started listening to it, and that clinched it for me. It's a good way to start. Yeah. And I said, okay, this is is it. This is it. And that led me back to, that led me to Stevie Ray Vaughan, who I'd been ignoring until then. And it helped me to continue to find the acoustic artists, which is really what I love sure, the most. Sure. That, that sound for me was absolutely mystifying. I right. did not know how they did it. I thought it was beautiful. It was what I wanted. It sounded gentle to me. I loved it. Whereas the electric guys, they were really putting it right out in your face, which I love that too. But but at this point in my life, I really love the acoustic blues. Very cool. Yeah. Very cool. Okay, so you, Arkansas, you said, correct? I have Arkansas. that right? Okay. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, I'm going to get you to, to go a couple different directions here, but I know in my lifetime, I've always you know known about the blues. Blues influences so much. I mean, you know, I'm a rock guy, but you hear blues influences and Led Zeppelin and, you know, Aerosmith and early stuff like that. So, you know, I, I see, you know, Jimmy Page obviously was influenced a lot by the blues, but that kind of thing. But I was always curious because you hear about, Blues is regional in a way because you hear blues in Delta blues are different than blues you might hear, you know, in a different part of the is what sort of I mean, you're shaking your head. Yes. So that's true, huh? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And it's it's funny because they all have their own uh, qualities to them. Okay. Like if you look at somebody, I don't know if you guys have ever heard of a guy named John Jackson. Who was over around uh, the Northern Virginia and Maryland and D.C. area? He's okay. passed on now. Boy, great, great player. Okay, but he would be known as a Piedmont player. Okay, all right. A lot of guys in that D.C. area that played over there, they were like Piedmont players. Okay, and they go more towards um, like Blind Blake and that sound where you get a lot more of the finger picking going on. Okay, um, I always because of where I started. Okay, um, Delta Blues was very prevalent. Okay. For the acoustic guitar, the acoustic guys, and the, the finger picking, it has its own complexities, but it's a little bit less intimidating, okay, in some ways. But I do them both, 
at this point. Um, and it's hard. It's hard nowadays to say I'm a Delta Blues player, or I'm a Piedmont player, or I'm a Chicago player, because everybody has influences of everything now. Right. I mean, we have, on that phone sitting in front of me, I have access to any kind of music I want to hear. Sure, yeah. So you can just be influenced by everything. You know, just like Stevie Ray Vaughan, technically he was Texas blues. Right, okay, right. But one of his biggest influences was a guy named Buddy Guy. Right. And he's Chicago blues. And you can hear that influence in Stevie Ray Vaughan's playing. And uh, so, like I said, for me, it's an amalgam of everything. Okay. I have a tendency to listen to a lot of Delta Blues because I really love the sound of uh, Robert Johnson, Sunhouse, Charlie Patton. Um, and believe it or not, Muddy Waters, sure. who was from around the Dockery Plantation before he went to Chicago, um, I, I love his sound. And he has that Delta Blues sound, too, which you'll find a lot of that in Chicago right, Blues because right. that that music kind of really grew when that big migration of of black folks went up to Chicago from the Delta gotcha. you know, to get away from all the junk they were dealing with, all the poverty and all the everything else. I'm sure they still had to deal with racism up there when they got up sure, there at that yeah, time. But, yeah. um, at any rate. Don't want to go down that rabbit hole, but no, at any rate, yeah, right, yeah, exactly. Um, you really can hear all those influences once it started getting into the cities. I mean, you got Kansas City blues, you got St. Louis blues, sure, yeah, all that's this what I mean, yeah. Stuff. Mm-hmm. yeah, it's very interesting. Um, like, uh, you ever heard of Reverend Gary Davis? You know, the name sounds familiar. Now, I'm not going to say I've heard anything particularly recorded that I knew about, anyway. Yeah, he was from the area that would have made him a Piedmont player, okay, but. He lived up in Harlem, and he was he has an album called Harlem Street Singer. He used to go out and sing in the streets, and he, he only did uh, religious music. So okay. he would preach, and he would sing, and he would sit in, I think, what I, I read in his biography, um, there was a storefront on the little church he was in, so he'd sit up in that storefront and sing and preach and right. all this stuff. But that all happened in New York. So, you know, it's, it's everywhere. That's kind of cool. You... Then in an early age, you were, you can tell me what you were telling me, you were blending gospel and Delta Blues. That's what you were doing, right, with these church-going folks that you were with, right? Correct. Oh, yeah, and white gospel, too, Southern right. Southern gospel. That's what my next question was. You know, yeah. your, your your parents were involved in the United Methodist Church. Mm-hmm. Were, you, were you also playing in those churches, playing that style where you were? Okay. Absolutely. Really? All, I think all of us musicians back in that day started at church because yeah. when you live in a little town, there's no other venue to play in. I understand. <laughs> you want to get yeah. up in front That's of very people. True. Very true. That's very, very true, yeah. I know you mentioned your dad and grandfather played guitar. Did mm-hmm. um, did your grandfather kind of start the trend? Did he teach himself and pass it on to your father who did to you on down the line? Well, now that was on, no, uh, that was on my mother's side. Okay. My granddaddy, Bruner was his last name. Cool. And you know what? I wish I had asked him that, how he learned. Because he was born in 1905, and he passed away in 1992. Wow. So, or 1997, excuse okay, me. Okay, gotcha. I yeah. don't know how he how he learned, but he learned he was a chord player. He, I remember he was always playing Rock of Ages, man. He loved that song. <laughs> and he had taught all of his sons to play instruments. They all play different things. And my uncle Jimmy was really the one who could have made a go at being a professional musician. He okay. had an offer to go on the road with one of my distant cousins who, who went on the road and did all that. 
Um, and boy, I, I have cassettes of, of Uncle Jimmy. And it's just, it's great. He could play anything. He played piano, fiddle, mandolin, banjo, guitar. And it all sounded fantastic. Right. And I just learned, tried to learn by watching them, you know, because it was just intriguing to me. I mean, all this music's going on off in another room at the family reunion. I'm going to kind of <laughs> yeah, go there. Heck yeah, man. You know? Yes. <laughs> so, what a blessed way it was for you. Yeah, it yeah. was. That's for sure. Do you happen to still keep in contact with the gentleman in that church that you were at that helped kind of teach you slide and... No, that guy has long since passed. Okay. He was in the the guys that helped me were probably in their sixties and seventies. Okay. Some of them in their eighties. Some of them had actually met some of these characters that we talk about. <clears throat> oh wow. Yeah. Know, down there. Um because they were from the Delta area. Right. Know. Nice. Um but but that was it's a funny thing, you know, you didn't want to go to those guys in a church and say, I want to learn to play the blues. Because that was the devil's music. <laughs> you just wanted to learn how to use a slide, right? And how to gotcha. how to make a guitar and a slide work together. Oh, we can show you that. <laughs> Why is that connotation? It's funny you should say that because I was running across my mind. There's been movies made Crossroads. Throw it out there. There's you know, selling the soul to the devil in order to learn to play the blues properly. Where did that connotation come from? Do you know any history on that? I have read a lot about Robert Johnson. That's one of the big things about Robert Johnson, you know, sell your soul to the devil. And all of a sudden he went to the crossroads and did this and that. But the real truth of that, um, from what I've read. Okay. Mm -hmm. And again, I haven't even gone to the crossroads that they talk about. Sure. And they, the crossroads that is the tourist crossroads apparently is different from the real crossroads is out between two cotton fields and they're dirt roads. Sure. Right. <laughs> you know? right but right. the, I think it's Highway 61 and something else. They cross each other. I don't even know. But I was reading uh, Robert Johnson's biography, a newer one that they have. And he apparently was taught by a guy named Ike Tannenbaum, okay. who was a, known as a great, great blues guitar player. I never got recorded. They only have pictures of him. And he would go across the road or something from Ike's house and practice in a cemetery. And I told him, if you go over there and do that, it'll turn out better. And they would go over and practice somehow. Wow. Um, I may have this wrong. So if I'm wrong, anybody listening to the podcast, point it out so yeah. I know my stuff. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, no, that was just – he. It's, it's funny because what happened was he wanted to be a blues artist, Robert sure. Johnson. Sure, And he played harmonica already, and he could play juice harp, you know, the – the one that you doing doing yeah right sure yeah finger does everybody get that doing doing <laughs> anyway <laughs> the juice harp and uh, he was very good at those two things passable mm -hmm. anyway terrible at guitar really and he disappeared for like a year and then he came back and uh oh he could play wow and so they came up with this he must have sold his soul to the devil stuff. gotcha and he and he really propagated that and went with that Robert Johnson had a rough life. And uh, he was angry. He was an angry gentleman, you know. Right, right. Uh, what finally drove him into the life of being on the road playing blues, he had gotten married um, to a girl who was really in love with her, and he went to um, to do something anyway, and she went to have a baby. They were going to have a baby, and the baby and the woman died in childbirth. Oh, my. And he went off the deep end. He was like, I'm out of here. Wow. And that was it. And he never believed in God after that. He never trusted anything. He'd been through so much. Um, the other thing is he got a pretty decent music education in Memphis, Tennessee. Okay. And he lived there as a boy for a while. So 
lot of things about him that I've found interesting. It's sure. all in, it's yeah. all in this autobiography that I read. That's very good. Yeah, very cool. So how did you make your way to here from Arkansas? My parents moved in 1991, and I didn't have anywhere else to go. <laughs> my, when we moved, to, yeah, I was I think I was 19 at the time. We moved to Summit Point, West Virginia. Very cool. Okay. And I thought, North man, this is going to be incredible. And I got here, and it was just Arkansas with mountains around. You know, it was like being in the Ozarks again. That's great. Know? Yeah, yeah, sure. But I came up, and and I've I've had a fun time. I've lived more of my life in West Virginia than I have in Arkansas at this point. Gotcha. Yeah, well, good. I'm glad you made it up here, man. You can share your gift with us. Yeah, I love uh, it up here. That's for sure. Got to ask you about your equipment a little bit, since we're talking about the Delta sound and everything. Guitars make a difference, right? I mean, you can play slide guitar, I guess, on any guitar. I'm not a sure. guitar player. Sure. But when you're looking for the sound that you get, it, it, that's going to make a difference on what sort of instru- instrument you're using, right? Yeah, and there, and you know what? It's 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 up to your ear, and they're all going to be different. You know, okay. Um, this is a recording king. It's a very cheap recording king. This thing didn't even cost two hundred dollars. Really? But it's got that old Stella sound, right? Which makes it has a good tone for slide. I like it. Then in this hard case is a Gretsch uh, resonator, which okay, is yeah, a great slide about that. Yeah, yeah. And then in that soft case is a Martin. So yeah, and that's a that terrible. Terrible slide. Guitar. Is it really? Isn't that <laughs> yes, crazy? It, it just sounds awful. I've never heard anything <laughs> sounded so bad for slide. So I use it for other stuff. But, I gotcha. But it just depends on the characteristics of the guitar. I have a Regal at home as well. That's another resonator, round neck resonator, and it's a fantastic slide guitar. Right. Right. Very but, cool. Um, yeah. This this one here, I just love the sound of it because it has that old uh, Stella sound, and it's a parlor size, so it's got that different tone to it. Right. And yeah, so I think that that stuff does make a difference. You just have to find the guitar with the characteristics that you want. Gotcha. Gotcha. At 19, and you're moving up here to West Virginia, were you, and were you, and have you always been strictly a blues guitarist? Or did you, were, you know, was your teens taking you different places? Were you trying other stuff? Well, I mean, I'm I'm not strictly a blues guitarist now. Okay, gotcha. So okay. like this weekend, I'm playing at Williamsport American Legion with an old country band called One Last Ride. Okay, gotcha. And they All do right. old country. And when I say old country, I don't mean the 90s. I mean old country. Way back, yeah, <laughs> yeah. gotcha. Yeah. Um, and it's a bunch of guys from the Hagerstown country music scene from back in the 50s and 60s, a bunch okay. of those guys, and they still play together. And it's fun. I love playing with those guys. Get to get my Telecaster out, yeah. get my cowboy boots on and all that stuff. <laughs> um, but, yeah, when I came up here, I just wanted to be a professional musician. Yeah. Now I do really. If it's not one last ride, it's going to be blues because okay. I have a good time with those guys. I've known them for a while. We can just show up at a gig and, hey, Steve, it's your turn. Okay, Gardner, it's your turn. Joe, it's your turn. And we just pick songs and sing them and yeah. go through them that way. And there's no getting together to practice or any of that <laughs> stuff. You just show up and do it. And it always turns into a jam session because yeah. guys from that scene will show up. <coughs> And Steve, if he sees them, he harangues them until they come up there and play. <laughs> but uh, any, at any rate, to make it long story short, um, the first band, and you guys may know this name, I don't know, it was Pepper Edwards and the Syndicate of Sound. Oh, wow. Yeah. was the first band that I played with up here. That's cool. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. 
For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. At Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. And uh, no, it wasn't. (laughs) (laughs) Pepper was a nice shot. It was really... He was trying to use like the synthesizers with the drums and everything in it before those sounds were working out. I gotcha. You know, <laughs> and so he had me and a guy named David Wicker that I don't know. He just exploded into the atmosphere at some point, I'm thinking. <laughs> but uh, he played bass. I played guitar and Pepper had everything programmed. And it was it was an interesting experience, That's cool. to say the least, you know, <laughs> playing with Pepper Edwards. He was a good guy, though. Yeah. Helped me kind of get started in the area. And yeah, I bet so. There was so much. It was the 90s, so there were tons of these country bands out there. And there were no blues bands out here. Now, right. when I moved to Baltimore, that's when I was able to go and play blues. Really? That's yeah. surprising. Okay, cool. Because over in Baltimore, they had a huge blues scene, and I was just getting calls. You know, come play with us tonight. I was never in a band. Right. I would just go to these calls and play. And it mercenary. Was fun. I had a good time. <laughs> yeah, just a mercenary. Gun for hire. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> so anyway, I've talked too much. No, no, go. no, no. That's what it's all about. I know you had talked or mentioned earlier about your conversations, um, like driving the bus that you do with the homeless folks that you've run into. Um, where... How how what other inspirations do you get for like writing your music? I I would assume like on your originals. I mean, do you start with a melody? Do you start with just writing some ideas down on paper? Yeah, it it can start any number of ways. Um, like there's there's one that I'm going to play tonight, and it's going to be on the new album, and it started just as a guitar line, but then I was talking to a gentleman a couple of days after the guitar line, and I realized, hey. What he's doing fits this line, what he's saying. So I put it into my own words and sure. put it into a song. Yeah. Um, but yeah, some, it can start in any way. Um, sometimes, a lot of times, I hate to say this, but like a, an event that's kind of a traumatic event will launch into songwriting. You know, when I, yeah. I, I, I'll say it on the radio last night. I guess it's okay to say it here too, but I, I got divorced for the second time oh, okay. in 2019. And that's when most of the material for my first album was written. Okay. Because it was kind of a healing process for me. Sure. Sure. That. I can I can and, re- understand. Um, yeah. I mean, there was one song on there and it's on Spotify. And I woke up in the middle of the night and the words were just there. Boom. And so I wrote it down and recorded it right then. And the next day I suffered for it. Because <laughs> <laughs> wow. yeah, I was doing at that point in my life, I was doing trash outs. Okay. On on houses, you know, for a realtor friend of mine. Right. Wow. So, but I had me a song. Well, there you go. That's you right. Know? Yeah. Trade off, right? That's exactly right. Mm-hmm. I was going to ask you too, Joe, like you had mentioned, like that, it just kind of spilled out of your, your thought process, the words did. Is that 
is that how it normally is for you? Do you struggle like writing lyrics? Do you kind of have to set it aside and come back to it? I well, not really. If it's a good one for me, if I'm struggling, it means the song's probably going to stink. <laughs> you know, because I'm just trying to come up with something to write, and you know how that right, is. Right, you know, yeah, going through yeah. all my little books of songwriting. <laughs> oh, let's see what this guy would do. You know, that never works for me. If it just spills out, then I feel like I may actually have something. But my process is, it works like this. I'll record it just like on my phone, just a phone recording of it, and just listen to it. Yeah. And as I hear something, I go, man, that just doesn't quite work. Then I can work it around until I finally get it to something that I like. And some of these tunes, I still find in places in them where I'm going, hmm, that didn't work. I'm going to change that, you know? Right. And these are tunes that are already out there on the first album. Wow. <laughs> and I'm sitting there going, okay, I can change this <laughs> now. Yeah. I mean, it is mine. Remastered 100%. It. Yeah. yeah. So that's how my process is. I'll just record it and then listen and listen and listen till I feel like it's where I want it to be to record it. Yeah, that's cool. To really record it. That's really cool. Um, I'm going to back up just real quick because I, I thought about this question earlier and it popped back in my head. You had mentioned Stevie Ray. And Stevie Ray is very recognizable to the masses. He brought a brand of the blues, you know, forward, uh, we'll say, and influenced so many guitar players. I mean, you know, for a long time. And even today, people still go, you know, Stevie Ray. I played in a band with a guy one time who Stevie Ray was everything to our guitar player. Um, That Texas blues, as you mentioned, is more of a a groove feel with the band. You know, he had sort of a feel, uh, a groove in it with Stevie playing his blues licks over top of it delta blues like you're doing is it traditionally more of an um a solo artist kind of thing there's not normally bands with that am i right right or wrong you're right there are duos and things when you get into the old recordings right you'll find on some of Sunhouse's recordings in particular that i've got and uh, charlie Patton's, you'll find there are actually players either backing them up or there may be playing leads over stuff for them sure um but that more that band idea that we think of today as a blues band really right. conceptualized in Chicago. Okay, all right. And as far as Texas, I don't know if, how that worked, and I don't want to insult anybody from yeah. Texas by yeah. saying it didn't because it may have come there first. But there were players, country blues players from Texas, um, who were doing just what the Delta Blues guys were doing um, at their time. Guys like, um, uh, oh shoot. Uh, Blind Lemon Jefferson okay. is one, of, and he actually ended up in Chicago. He's sort of thought of as a Chicago player, but really he was a Texas guy. Gotcha. Okay. Um, Blind Willie Johnson. I've heard that was a guy. He he did. You ever heard the Led Zeppelin song? It's nobody's fault for yes, mine? yes. You know, the he's lick. the one who originally did that. Song. Is that right? Wow. Yes, okay. and it's totally different from. Um, Motherless children have a hard time. Eric Clapton's done yes. that song. Yes. Um, I'm trying to think. Uh, that was Blind Willie Johnson. Mance Lipscomb okay. is out of Texas. He did a lot of that thump thump bass stuff. Um, and so there were country, there were country blues. Texas Alexander, okay, Blue Devil Blues. He sounded a lot like Lonnie Johnson if you listened to him. Maybe yeah, Lonnie sure. Johnson probably sounded a lot like him to be honest with you because he was first, <laughs> you know. <laughs> right. But um, yeah, and and. What's interesting about the the Texas blues is it does have its own groove, just like Chicago does, sure. just like L.A. blues. Man, you go out in that West Coast blues, oh, man, Hollywood fats. Right. Man, 
that's incredible. It's like jump blues, but it's it's revved up. Somehow. Okay, gotcha. You know, yeah, yeah. L.A. Holmes Holmstrom is one of the guys' names. L.A. Holmes and Johnny Dyer. If you ever get a chance to listen to them, they're great. And they do that jump blues that's that West Coast sound. Right. Which I'm not sure. I think that may have originated out there. Right, right, gotcha. Uh, because it's it's kind of comes from the, the swing, the jazz swing side of things. Do you find yourself borrowing from all that stuff, or do you? Oh yeah, yeah. That's what I figured. Right, absolutely. That's what I figured. That's cool. That's yeah. a great. That's a great way to sort of be influenced. That's a, and then talking about your new recordings that you got out, um, are you doing those at home? Do you have an art? Do you have a studio that you're going to? Talk talk to me a little bit about that. You know what? I use um, a uh, what's called a DAW. Okay. Right on my uh, laptop. Nice. Yep, and I just do it right at home. So. You can hear my little dog, Max, jingling around in the background. And you know what? If that. it's a good take, I don't care. Let him be on there. Yep. As long as he's not barking, we're good. <laughs> I can't keep him still. He's well, a little We can hear dog, Gabby you know? go by once in a while and hear too. That's, <laughs> that's right. But, uh, yeah, that's where I do it. And then I also, on this iPad that I have with me right here, that has GarageBand on it. Yeah. And that makes it very easy. Yeah, You know, you true. set it up on the iPad and lay that's it out. Awesome. Yeah. I, I'd love to hear a song. I don't know about you, Brian. Man, but. you know what? I, I, yeah, I mean, I, there's no reason why we shouldn't. I mean, we, we we heard a little bit when it started. We thought, man, that's great. Yeah, Can't wait to hear so. Yeah. So talk to us about what you want to play there, Joe. Let us know. Well, the one you heard when I started is the one I'm going to play for you. Very good. It's kind of the one that kicked off this whole idea of this album. Okay. And it's a tune called Salvation Army. And what? it's because there's a gentleman that, you know, you're always picking up. And he's always heading to the Salvation Army. But he's... You know, a lot of people are going out there to get free stuff or whatever. He's trying to get out there to get God, you know, because they got nice. the church and all that stuff. Yeah. So I just thought he was an interesting cat. So I started talking to him, and he was just talking about it. And he really, I could never get much about him. <laughs> it was always about the Salvation <laughs> Army and all the good it's done him in his life. Oh, so. very cool. Let's give it a rip if you don't mind. Ladies yeah. and gentlemen, here he is, little Joe Bourgeois. Here we go.
a better day. Listen to the angel band. Salvation Army, how cool was that? that was oh my awesome. gosh, Ryan, right? <laughs> Thank you, Joe. Oh my gosh, what a Thank great you. sound you had. Wow. Thank you. Yeah, Thank man. You. I was about ready to start stomping my feet dancing around in here. That was awesome. <laughs> I loved it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No doubt about it, man. That's gotta be a lot of fun to play. And what and you're right, that that guitar has a great sound. It, it does really for does. this kind of stuff. It you does, know? yeah. I wouldn't try to stroke this guitar in a country band because it wouldn't have the right. <laughs> the Martin, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. this wouldn't have the right sheen for that. Oh, you know? my gosh. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. And you just say that, that is gonna, that's on your new release coming out. That's that going to be on my new release. Yes, sir. Very cool. Very cool. And, uh, you know, you talked about the song a little bit you know, earlier before you played it, but uh, is that one of the ones that took you longer to put together? Or did it, was it one of those ones jumped out at you? How'd that work? Man, like it's like I said, I had one day I came up with that with that guitar part. Yeah, and I really liked it because I'd been listening to a lot of Mississippi Fred McDowell, and in a way, that guitar part is my tribute to that artist. Right, because he is just incredible. If anybody out there, uh, the album Mississippi Blues by Mississippi Fred McDowell, I mean, it is incredible. Nice, it's that kind of playing. Um, in fact, I don't know if anybody remembers the what was it? No permission chickens on TikTok. <laughs> Those guys, they had that song that went. Yeah. That's a Mississippi Fred McDowell song. Is that and right? Basically what they do on those videos is just play the guitar part. <laughs> because it's a religious song, really. Yeah. That's... So, but that was that guitar part was my tribute to him. And then when I talked to that gentleman, I thought, man, that all goes together. Yeah. You know? Because Mississippi Fred McDowell had a song called Red Cross Store. So Salvation Army, Red Cross store. This can be a complete, you know, Heck thing yeah. for me to for me to pay homage to one of my heroes. Soon so. to soon to come, Dollar General. I'm sure, right? Dollar General. <laughs> oh my gosh! Yeah, the Hillbilly Walmart. Let's go. do it. Well, man, I tell you, you got it out. You got it all warmed up. You knocked the dust off of it. You want to scrub another one off while you're here? Yeah, why not? I right, love it. That'd be great. Here we go, folks. Little Joe Bourgeois. Let's light the candle. 
an eagle trying to catch a musket. Oh, and he ain't got no claws. tonight heck yeah you know that's some frantic finger work on that did you notice that ryan I mean, i'm not a guitar player i can't describe it but yeah i'm not either i mean it's wow. very impressive I, yeah. thank you a totally novice question because i am not a guitar player yeah is is it a different technique to learn slide is it a, as opposed to without yes okay it is it is i i didn't know if it held like some of the same qualities or like if you learn differently using a slide yeah i mean I don't, I, I, you know, this kind of stuff is going to get technical, but it, I guess I like it. I'm it's not okay. technical. But it, you, there's a lot of muting that you have to do with your fingers on your right hand. Okay. Right, with a slide. Because you don't want all the strings ring Like that song, you want all the strings ringing. Okay. Um, that, that was an example of Mississippi Hill Country music, which is where my grandfather was from. So I feel okay about doing that yeah, one even sure, though yeah. i've never yeah. been there <laughs> you know <laughs> i don't know rl burnside i loved rl burnside but that's kind of where that came from for me um but yeah there's a lot of uh muting yeah. with your fingertips okay. and stuff and that's what led me to really switch to a thumb pick when i first started i was trying to play with a pick because that's what my grandfather and my uncles all used was a pick, right but yeah man it just wasn't working for me because okay. it was so hard to get the other fingers working. <laughs> so I very early on switched over. That and the fact that um, the Chet Atkins album, Around the World, a friend of mine played that for me, and I was like, okay, that's it. Like, yeah. And when I saw yeah. what he was doing, I was like, I'm getting thumb picks. <laughs> you know? Very cool. Very, and still very cool. can't play like Chet Atkins. But, hey, we're going to try. <laughs> well, that's all right. That's all right. It's always something to strive for. That's what that's we all right. say, right? My goodness. So yeah, going back to his topping on his question a little bit, I'm curious, you know, you, you play different instruments. You even play electric a little bit, you said, right? Oh, yes. Uh, yeah. Mm -hmm. So is it hard to get out of the slide mode and play normal, or is it just something that your brain does and doesn't think about it? No, it just you just have to to say, okay, I'm going to do it. Yeah. I'm just going to break yeah. out of this today. Like second nature to you. Then. Yeah, yeah, kind of. You just have to. It, it's the tunings that you have to get out of. Yeah, <laughs> you know? okay. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, they, they're different. <laughs> I'll find myself at gigs picking up my other guitar. This is tuned in open D. The Gretsch is in open G. And the Martin's in standard tuning. And I'll grab them and try to do a move that I would have done on the guitar I had in my hands before, and it doesn't. Ah, uh, gotcha. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Quick, quickly, you remember. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> really, well, uh, really quick. <laughs> man, I tell you, guitar players are always the smartest people in the band. I've always Seems said that. Be, they right? are. They just, they're the most cerebral of everybody. 
I think it's awesome. Kind I think of, you're awesome, Joe. I, well, thank you. Very impressive. I appreciate that, but I don't know about all that smart. Oh, part. I do. Trust me. <laughs> you know, if you saw the me. lives that Just we lead. Like every band I've been in, the guitar <laughs> you know? player is the one that sort of thinks about everything and is a perfectionist <laughs> and everything else, for sure. You know, talk a little bit about the groups you're playing with. I know you mentioned you go over, is it Frederick that you went over and played with some folks? It's over in Williamsport. Williamsport, sorry. The American Legion. Sorry. American That's Legion. one last ride. Okay, but you have another group then. Oh, yes. Okay, little talk Joe about them a little Buffalo bit. Wings. There we go. All Let's right. talk about that a little they're bit. They're local folks here. Okay. Um, I'm in there with Lynn Hillier, and she's a retired school teacher. Okay. And she's the drummer. Cool, okay. And uh, Mitchell Hoops. Mitchell T is what we call him. Okay. Mitchell T. And he's the, he's the other second guitar player. Sometimes first guitar player, just depends on what song we're doing um, in the group. Yeah. And then Steve Burr, who I met because he hired me to play bass, believe it or not, um, over the summer in his band, which is kind of like, uh, they're a folk band. They do a lot of Celtic stuff. It's really cool. These, yeah. It's a great band. It's called the Raising River Band. Okay. And then uh, that's the group. And then me. And, and Steve plays bass. In, in that group, in, in Little Joe and the Buffalo Wings. And, and you guys cover cover all kinds of styles of music, or is, how's that work? Really, we're blues-based. You're blues. Blues okay. rock gotcha. is about as far as we can go. So, like, we'll do some ZZ Top. Okay. You know, um Tell me you did, think. waiting for the bus, stuff like Tell me. Yes. Okay, great. Okay. Yes. That. <laughs> Well, Jesus, Jesus just left Chicago. Yeah, you have to do, do them together, you know? Yeah, man. Actually, um, it's a great song. And we do a lot. And, you know, in that band, people really, I've been surprised because the blues is a hard sell sometimes around yeah. this area. Yeah. But people love it. They love it. They do. Mm-hmm. They do. I would I would agree. Um, you know, Mojo Mothership in town does a oh, version yeah. of the blues. And, and they sort of brought it, um, you know, in this area, brought it a little bit more to the forefront. Great band. Yeah. Wonderful, fun to go see. Great harmonica player. Very, right? very good. Yes, mm-hmm. absolutely. Yeah. Um, so, if you're listening, harmonica player from Mojo Mothership, <laughs> I have tried to get you to record with me many times. <laughs> well, I've got your connection. I never get you. <laughs> I've got their email address. We can reach out to, to yeah. those folks and definitely take care of that. Cindy emails me from time to time or hits us up so we can make that happen yeah. if you want to. That's for sure. Absolutely. I oh, need my. some harmonica on my album coming up because I try to play it myself and it comes out sounding like a cat dying. Oh, my. It's bad. Oh, my. Very cool. Where uh, where can our great listeners find you, Joe? Like, how can they reach out to you? Do you have some shows upcoming? Um, I don't have anything scheduled. Okay. Not yet. I'm just working on this album. Uh, Lynn Hillier is doing our booking for Little Joe and the Buffalo Wings. Okay, nice. And she is who uh, folks want to reach out to. Now, for me, it's just me. They would just call my number, which is on my website, www.littlejoebourgeois.com. Okay. And also on Facebook, find Little Joe Bourgeois there. Um, I know you guys found it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and on TikTok, I'm on TikTok and Instagram and X. Excellent. X. The new yes, right. Twitter, <laughs> which is, that's the funniest place. It's like a clearinghouse of bad ideas. I love Twitter. <laughs> you know, you can totally be somebody you're not on there. Nobody, nobody ever is going to figure it out, you know. But, uh, yeah, so I'm all over the place as far as social media. Excellent. And, and I have that website that people are more than more than welcome to go there. And I think you can message me there on the website. Great. No, that's perfect because, I mean, we certainly have people ask. I mean, they want to reach out to you. I mean, certainly from hearing you tonight, I would imagine that oh, yeah. you're going yeah. to get some action. Well, I good. <laughs> Remember to call me. 
Yeah, okay. man, there's no doubt about it. No Please, doubt. I'm going to steal. I'm going to steal your. I'm going to steal your question, Ryan, because uh, one of the things that he asks a lot is is how social media w- blends and works for you. Do you find it very helpful and easy to get? You know, how's that working out? You know what's been great about social media for me um, during COVID. I started. I had a job as a security guard, sitting in my truck overnight, right? And what I did was, I started making these recordings of myself playing these videos in my truck, right? And putting them out. And man, it's like people from all over the world. You can right. develop an audience of blues lovers because you got the entire world to draw from, right? And it grew quickly for me. I mean, I don't have tons of followers on Facebook or on or any of those places. When you look at people that have a lot of followers, I don't know, I'm, I'm one of the little bitty guys. But still, it's it just has made it easy for me to reach people that want to hear the kind of music yeah. that I play. Yeah, yeah, very cool. And it's actually ended up getting me some uh, real bookings, too. Like uh, last year, I played a blues festival out in New Mexico. Nice. And met... If you, if anybody gets a chance, um, there's a song called "Where You Going Now" on Spotify. Um, that's one that was a collaboration between me and a female singer named Casey Lafferty. I read it to or heard it today. Yeah, yeah. she's an incredible singer. Well, it was she a great wrote, song. Yeah, I wrote my part. She wrote her part. Yeah, um, I was able to record it because I do everything you know digitally and send it out to her and she put her part on it and i had met her when she was singing for a, a band called the black smoke blues band in okay. albuquerque new mexico she's actually from santa fe at at the uh, uh blues foundation out there the blues foundation's uh annual um uh, festival right and so that was cool i mean that's the kind of stuff i ended up found montavani farm fest with adam montavani and he was the he does a lot of recording. Anything I record, I send to him, and he masters I it gotcha. all and mixes it and does all that. He's become one of my best friends, and I play every year at Montevani Farm Fest right. up there, and that came from being on Facebook. Very cool. So both of those came from Facebook. Excellent. You know. Yeah. You know, sometimes the Jameson overtakes me. You know, I'm having a glass <laughs> of Jameson right now. <laughs> and you hit me a while ago about the, the uh, harmonica player from... Uh, from Mojo Mothership, and, and I, I could come up with Cindy Abramo, but I couldn't come up with her husband. It's Martin, for crying out loud. Martin Abramo. Sorry, Martin. Um, I should know that like that, but it just, for a moment, I blanked. And so, anyway, but Martin Abramo. So, you know, like I said, I'm sure he would be more than willing to talk to you about maybe whatever you needed, because he's fabulous. Oh, man, he is. And, um, you know, they, they're they such a nice group of people. Uh, Tim Ferriss plays guitar for him, good friend of the show. Um, so, yeah, I mean, you know, could definitely get a hookup between you guys, and I'm sure he would probably help you out. I can't imagine why he wouldn't. I would love that. Yeah. I would yeah. love it. You could definitely. And I think you're going to get some calls, too. I know. Uh, Sylvia and Tony up there at the Troubadour, this this gentleman would just love to play at your place. I think it would be great. You would oh, fit yeah. in perfectly up there. I, can tell you. I would love it. I actually played up there once. Oh, did you with, really? With uh, as a bass player, okay, with Steve Burr's band, okay, and and but I haven't played up there as Little Joe. I was just that guy playing bass. I gotcha. <laughs> you know, but I love uh, that place though. It is. It's such a cool place. They treat us so well. Um, they're very supportive of our show and, and always reach out and treat us like gold when we go up there too. So, so really very good. But, uh, man, what did we miss? Did we miss anything you want to talk about, Joe? Absolutely nothing. Really? There's, there's really, you guys hit on more than I was ever willing to share. <laughs> <laughs> 
I don't we're know. glad Sweet. we undressed you a little bit further. <laughs> <That's gotta come. laughs> yes. Now that everybody knows the awful truth. Yeah, you know? I know, man. I think they're good. they're walking away very impressed like we are, man. But what do we forget, Ryan? Anything? The trivia question. Well, we got that. Yeah. Did you have any other questions for Joe? Um, I just one. I know you'd mentioned playing at the Troubadour a while back. Is, are there any other venues that are like tops on your list that you haven't done yet? Oh, um, that you'd really love to I be. I think I would love to try that Vibressa. I think yeah, it's called yeah. Downtown. They listen. Um, any of those, any of those places downtown. Vibressa. I think there's a. What is it called? The George Washington or yeah, something? Yeah, the Half Note there? at the George. Note. They would. Yeah, I would love to play in there. Um, uh, I think I saw the Cork Street Tavern. Any mm-hmm. of those places down along yeah. the middle of Winchester, I think it would be fun for me to get. Yeah, to what's the places. one I'm forgetting there? That's right across from, um, uh, right across from, Golly Ned. Why can't I think of it? Right I'm, across from what? Oh my gosh! How much Jameson? Did I you know. Have? <laughs> I, I feel like I must have drank a bunch. <laughs> Down where the old bank is, on the old mall next to the courthouse, uh, Willie Sutton's. There we go. I had to pull it out. Willie, Willie Sutton would be a great venue for you. Okay, um, great. Nice, pretty decent acoustics, even though it's a big old bank. Um, oh, you're talking about the uh, the monument? No, the monument is one too, but that's closed. Yeah, of course, I knew that had closed. The, actually, the next corner down on oh, okay. the same side of the street next oh, to the courthouse okay. used to be a bank, F and M Bank. Oh yeah, and it's now called Willie Sutton's. Okay, I remembered it that time. And, uh, yeah, you could definitely fit right in there. So there's lots of places, like you said, that we can work on maybe trying to get your oh, connection to. And, and you would fit in great. Yeah. Go in and play and your places. sound is great. So it would be great for you I to do that. I used to busk out on the walking mall. Did you really? When I had lots and lots of time to do it. Yeah. I would go over there and sit and busk. And it was so fun. Yeah. Because I met so many people. I guarantee you. I guarantee you. Very cool. Well, Joe, man, you are supremely talented and very gracious to be here with us this evening. We really appreciate that for sure. Well, thank you. Yeah. I, I appreciate y'all. No, me. man, for sure. Yeah, thank you, Joe. That was awesome. All thank right. you. Thank you so much. Well, before we get out of here, Ryan, i got to knock this out about your trivia question because I know it's eating at you, but we're going to go back and talk about that real quick. The two songs, again, Green Man Alishi with a two-pronged crown from Judas Priest and Black Magic Woman from Santana were written by the same person and performed by the same group first. Now, the group is fairly recognizable quickly because everybody's going to know. Those are both songs done by Fleetwood Mac. Mm. The early days of Fleetwood Mac, they did those songs. And they were both written by a gentleman by the name of Peter Green. Now, you got to be extra geeky to know that part of the question, but it was Peter Green from Fleetwood Mac. How about that? That's awesome. I did yeah. not know that. Yeah. If you listen wow. to them, you're going to notice it's a difference in the styles, of course. They changed them up to make their own, but really, really kind of cool. So, Polly Coconuts, man. Thank you for that great question, brother. I tell you, I appreciate it. And uh, I told you I was going to give you full credit, and I certainly am. So thank you for reaching out for me on that. Also, I want to remind everybody, you folks out there like me that are big Dirty Honey fans, and I'm a huge Dirty Honey fan. They just released an album. It's called Can't Find the Breaks. It is out. I've been listening to it. It's fabulous. Get online and uh, check them out. Make sure you download that, and you'll love some great music from Dirty Honey. Don't forget to check out Lexington Lab Band as well. I love Lexington Lab Band online, so check them out. Support them if you would. And listen to some good music. Go somewhere this weekend and support some local music, too. Ryan, man, I appreciate you being here, brother. Yes, sir. Thank had a good you. time? I had an awesome time. Man, me too. Me too. All right, folks. Good well, music listen. tonight. Yes, sir. Perfect. Great. I'm going to stomp some more once we get all the air. He's going to play another one. We're going to stomp some more. Yeah, yeah. All right, folks. We appreciate you taking time out to be with us here in the cafe. We appreciate it. Next week, don't forget to join us once again for some action-packed episodes. And until we see each other again, please, man, 
please just stay out of the left lane if you're not passing. Okay, stop it. And until then, peace.